Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined by InsideTexas.com publisher Eric Nolene. Uh, Eric and I today are going to discuss uh, the horns at the midway point. What does the season look like uh, so far versus what expectations were, uh, what we think we want to see or, or may see uh, going into the second half of the season as well. Uh, Eric, welcome into the program. It's our weekly state of the program. Hey, how's it going, Bobby? Good. I see that Astros hat. Jordan Alvarez's home run was, uh, it was definitive. The, the very half second it left the bat, it was. Just- yeah, you know, I couldn't believe he threw in that pitch again. It was, that was wild. That was uh, when keeping it real goes wrong. Uh, maybe should have changed up speeds, changed the location or something. That was terrible. Uh, but we'll take it. Um, you know, that, that's the modern day Frank Thomas. If we want to segue and transition into uh, football, uh, you know. <laughs> Yeah. I was watching a press conference with him, and he out of his jersey, he's just a massive, massive human being, just like uh, the Big Hurt was, or still uh, is. I, I was thinking, uh, somebody mentioned, I think it was Jerry Hamilton was talking the other day, or it may have been Justin Wells, I can't remember which, was saying that they really would like to see Aaron Judge as a defensive end. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, give, me, uh, give me Jordan Alvarez on, a, on an off-season diet, and he could play a three-tech probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's a crazy uh, athleticism there. Uh, hand-eye coordination from those guys is what kills me yeah. in uh, baseball. Uh, State of the program is brought to you by Wicks Law. If you've ever suffered a real personal injury and need to cover re- recover real compensation, you need a real lawyer. Call Paul Wicks with Wicks Law. Wicks Law can help uh, can handle your car wrecks, truck wrecks, or other personal injury claims. Get a real deal lawyer to help when you are really injured. We thank Paul uh, for his sponsorship of this program. Eric, we're at the midway point. Uh, Texas sits at four and two. From an overall record standpoint, you at where they think they should, where you thought they would be preseason? Um, yeah, you know, I predicted eight and four, so they're right on target for that. I would not have, uh, obviously, I predict, you know, going into the season, you predict the Alabama loss, so that, that played the type. Um, you know, the Tech game caught me by surprise. Uh, you know, the injuries to you was hurt, obviously. And I, I think the uh, coaches probably could have done a little bit more in that game. But, uh, you know, that to me is looking more like an outlier, the way that the, the season's setting up. So, you know, eight and four sounds about right to me. But I think that's I think now at that point, a lot of fans would be disappointed with eight and four, uh, given what, with the upside of the offense that we've seen and how the defense has improved. So, you know, I might revise that to nine and three at this point, if I was being honest. Uh, I would be I would be. Um, not surprised by eight and four, uh, but I would be very pleased with eight and four. I, I was a guy that was thinking seven and five coming into the yeah. season, big uh, turnaround to a winning program again. Uh, eight and four seems possible, uh, but, you know, I really feel like it's been a, it's a program that's moving in a positive direction. All that talk in the preseason, and this is one of the things I want to segue into the offense now. Um, the offense is we talked about it being a possible juggernaut, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. All these, I mean, you have Bijan Robinson, you have Quinn Ewers, you have Xavier Worthy, maybe Isaiah Nay or Jatavian Sanders coming into his own. You think that you, sometimes you think you have the ingredients for a great recipe <laughs> of success, but it doesn't turn out that way. The This ingredients, the way that they played the last couple of games and really, most of the year looks like they not only have the ingredients, but they have the recipe right on offense. Yeah, no doubt. You left out Jordan Winnington, I think, too. Oh, yeah. um, he, he's a huge part. I think he's uh, leading the team in receptions right now. Or is, is right there. Um, you know, they, 
it, it, the offense, I think, is coming together exactly how uh, how people would hope, how Sark would hope. You know, the the skill is matched to the play calling. It was, you know, a matchful display on Saturday. Obviously, you know, OU's not very good. Um, you know, I I think they're right on time on offense, and I think they're 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 in a good place on defense too. A couple things to shore up that that'll be challenged this week. Um, you know, I, I think uh, we're going to see that quarterback run more than he has to this point. So it's going to be an interesting challenge, but. Again, to me, the storyline for this season is, is uh, to this point, is the improvement across the board from an individual standpoint and a schematic standpoint. And I think we'll consider to see, continue to see that. Uh, you know, that's that's the internal focus. The external focus is that the uh, the conference is pretty strong this season, and so to finish eight and four w- wouldn't be a bad thing. They've got some uh, tough road games ahead. Uh, the schedule is just going to get tougher as the season wears on. You know, obviously everybody's looking at Oklahoma State two weeks from now, but Iowa State has a really good defense, and that game could uh, pose some issues for the team too. Yeah, I'm, we're looking at offensive stats uh, right now. Texas currently, and I know these are not uh, uh, advanced metrics, uh, but basically in total offense, Texas is 35 in the country right now, averaging 445 yards uh, a game. Uh, they are, uh, as I'm looking at it right mm-hmm. now, I think it's fourth or fifth in the in the uh, one – two, three, they are fifth in the conference in offense behind TCU, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, and West Virginia. I would not trade the Texas offense uh, for any of those uh, at this point, um, given their upside. Uh, You agree with that? And, uh, you know, what, relatively speaking, where are they at right now compared to where you thought they might be uh, overall as an offense? Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Well, the stat I'm paying attention to there is the almost seven yards per play. And it seems like the last few games, every time I look at that stat, the last few games, they've been over seven. Uh, so I'm guessing that the um, I'm guessing the Alabama game drags that down a bit. Uh, and maybe even the opener wasn't all that great. I can't recall it. You know, they didn't. They obviously didn't really blow them out or you know play as, as well as they could or, or as well as they're playing now. Uh, so I think the yards per play is the one worth looking at there. They just need more plays. You know, they only ran sixty plays versus Texas Tech. Uh, there have been some times. You know, the the second half versus West Virginia, they didn't run a whole. They didn't run a lot of plays. They let the gas off uh, against OU. I don't think they threw a pass in the last fifteen minutes or something. You know, something ridiculous like that. So. I think the offense is in a great place. They haven't really been forced to play uh, four quarters except for versus Alabama uh, and and uh, and Texas Tech. And each time they you know they didn't have the starting quarterback. Alabama's a good defense, uh, and then Tech kept them off the field. So uh, I think the offense is in a really good place. So, you know I think uh, you know I'm looking forward to the test this week because you know Iowa State has a strong defense, a well versed defense, a defense that schematically has given Sark some issues in the past. Uh, but I think he's got a lot more answers for that type of defense than he's ever had. That might even go back to uh, to his time at Alabama when, uh, you know, he had the pieces in place, but I don't think he understood uh, philosophically how to attack that defense. I think now he's got a much better understanding, plus he has the pieces to do it. Yeah, it, it's a little bit different when, A, you have the pieces, and B, you've seen it before, right? Sure. Yeah. Um, and that that's what you're explaining. Um, as we talk here, I'm talking with Eric Narlene, publisher of InsideTexas.com. Uh, Eric, 
to me, probably the most pleasant surprise to this point uh, on offense has not been Jatavian Sanders, which is a pleasant surprise. Hasn't even been Quinn Ewers. It's been the play of the offensive line. Um, I circled that once Junior Angloud went down. I, I already thought they were going to be questionable heading into the year. When mm -hmm. he went down, and all of a sudden you're going to a true freshman in Cole Hudson to start, uh, and you have a true freshman left tackle in Kelvin Banks, I circled that as big, big time question mark going yeah. into the season. I think everybody, everybody felt similarly. Texas has struggled at times uh, dealing with the Texas Tech front dealing with the Alabama front and getting the, the running game going. But overall, the offensive line, in my opinion, has exceeded expectations possibly more than any other position on offense. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're already pretty good in, in pass protection. Uh, you know, Kelvin Banks has been uh, better than we thought he would be, and we already thought he was going to – you know, you get in a dangerous position. You don't want to oversell a freshman. Uh, you also don't want to put that pressure on him. Uh, but we we're extremely high on him. We, we had a very strong inclination he was going to win the job. Uh, and as high as we were on him, you know, dating back to his time in high school, he's exceeded our expectations. Uh, and, you know, he was on three freshman All-American, preseason All-American, and he's still better than what we expected him to be. So, you know, I, I, he's, he's a unicorn. He's every bit the uh, the impressive individual talent as, as Quinn Ewers, as uh, Jatavian Sanders, as, you know, as Bijan. He's going to go in the first round. So, uh, but really the story on offensive line to me is Christian Jones, his offensive, uh, he's so much better in pass protection than he's ever been. He's always been a pretty game run blocker. Uh, the interior still struggles a little bit at times. I think the game is moving a little bit fast for the guards, uh, and they both need to get a little stronger. Uh, but, you know, they're able to overcome some of those issues uh, schematically. I really like the fact that they're getting the ball outside more. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're physical. If they're not playing physically, they're at least playing with physical intent. And then, like I said, in the, I think after the first week, you know, when, when they hand off, they really have nine blockers on the field. You know, you take out the ball carrier and you take out the uh, the quarterback, but everybody else is really getting after it and trying to get their block. So, you know, the uh, the attention to detail is there and the, and the physicality and, and the, the effort level has been high throughout the season. Uh, Eric, uh, Jalil Billingsley rejoins the team uh, on the field. He's already been practicing with Texas this whole time, uh, but he's uh, away from the NCAA mandated suspension or disciplinary action, however you want to uh, term that. Uh, how does he get reincorporated in this offense? Well, I mean, you know, and Paul, Paul Wadlington belabored this all offseason is how diverse they are, uh, you know, formationally and, and with their personnel packages. And, and so that, you know, Sark really likes 12 personnel, but now you can run it with uh, Gunnar Helm and Andre Carrick, which would be a giant 12 personnel package, or you can run it with Jatavin Sanders or Jaleel Billingsley. Uh, each time the defense has to kind of have an understanding of what you're going to do uh, with Billingsley out there. It's, with Billingsley and Sanders out there, you almost have, you know, four wide. You know, those guys are, you know, Billingsley is about the size of a big wide receiver and he moves like a big wide receiver. And then Jatavian Sanders has exceptional hands, uh, very good coordination and, and moves well. Uh, so, you know, your 12 personnel package could be a, a strictly run blocking or it could be strictly receiving whatever they want to do. So it's just another arrow in the quiver for uh, for Sark. And, and he's a he's Robin Hood with that thing. Yeah, I, I just wonder because uh, you and I know he doesn't, rotate a bunch um at receiver not like his predecessors going all the way back to mac brown yeah uh, who rotated pretty liberally uh tom herman did it more so than anybody i've ever seen but um what is it i mean who does he replace does he replace a casey kane when they go there or does he replace potentially uh a gunner helm as a as a uh, possibility or who, who's whose time 
does he potentially take away from if he gets incorporated this week? Well, I mean, it's going to depend on the defense. Um, you know, I think if, uh, you know, if they're trying to, if they're going to, if, if the intention is to really run the ball, you know, he's not going to be out there as much, but if the, if the intention is to pass the ball, then he'll be out there a lot more. And it, it could boil down that simply. Uh, but I also think we'll see new wrinkles to 12 personnel. So, uh, he, you know, he, he's not necessarily robbing any time. They're just adding more to the playbook. You know, I, I think I could see them going more empty out of 12 personnel with, with him coming back. Uh, obviously, they would take off Gunnar Helm to do that. And, you know, you wouldn't have Andre Carrick out there, uh, you know, at tight end either. So I don't know if he's robbing directly from one individual person. I think it's going to be the best schemes are going to play that way, week. And if, if he's part of the best schemes, he's going to be out there a lot. You know, uh, there's ways to match him up on linebackers that I don't think uh, many linebackers are prepared to defend. Uh, and Sark is going to hunt that. But that matchup might not be there every week. Now, I, you know, we need to get our practice reports uh, from this week and see if we expect to see him play Iowa State. Uh, there's a lot of room underneath against that defense and in some soft spots. So would that be a, a good week to introduce them? You know, maybe so. Um, all right. Uh, so overall, uh, just quick answer, better than expected, as expected, or worse than expected overall for the offense? First six games. I would say better expected, better than expected, given the injury to the starting quarterback. Yeah. And Isaiah Nayor. Uh, and Angelo. Yeah. All right. Uh, before we uh, flip the defense, I want you, uh, you came up with a great idea uh, on uh, Sunday, or Saturday around 1.30 uh, for a special on Inside Texas uh, for oh. a subscription <laughs> so people can get the humidor, the scoop, things that are exclusive to InsideTexas.com, uh, as well as a bunch of recruiting coverage. Um Tell people what what the uh, current special is for to subscribe for new members for Inside Texas. Oh yeah, I mean that's just the the Saturday blowout special. Uh, we weren't super deep into that game before that idea popped into my mind. Uh, you know that's that that game was not going to be close going in. I didn't think, and then it you know it, it played out even uh, uh, more damaging to OU than I would have ever imagined. So yeah, the blowout special it's a good deal on its own, but you know it goes with the whole uh, everything must go vibe. Uh, and, you know, I think uh, that, that's what happened when Lincoln Riley, Riley left. Every, everybody else went with him. So the blowout special is there for you. Just take advantage of it. Um, you know, we've got very comprehensive uh, coverage of uh, the program. Also, basketball, if you're into that, uh, you know, this, we Big cover it on campus today for basketball, uh, by the way, uh, as well. So uh, you're right about that. All right. Let's let's flip to defense real quick, uh, Eric. Uh, and my thought process on this is. I think they've dramatically uh, exceeded my personal expectations. I think that I could have been convinced that they were going to be better last year is why. Like, uh, and what I mean by that is this. I thought they sh they had the pieces to be a better defense last year. And so coming into this year, I had some reticence uh, because it's mostly the same cast of characters. Um, and you're expecting better uh, performance. And I didn't know what to, what to believe. Uh, but – 35 in total offense right now uh, through six games of the season, 35 on total defense, giving up 338 yards a game. But again, in your yards per play measurement that you used for offense, which is at 6.94, Texas only at 4.54, uh, which actually uh, for total defense puts Texas at number, I think I'm looking at it right now. Yards per play, Texas is at... And I'm missing this. I think it's number 15, uh, not number 15, number 13. Yeah. So uh, sorry to, to delay that because I was looking for my, my sheet stat sheet. But Texas on defense is actually yard per play uh, ranked higher nationally. 
than the Texas offense is on yards per play. Uh, granted, they are very bad, uh, relatively speaking, on third downs. Mm-hmm. Your overall uh, thoughts on the defense at this point versus your expectations? Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Well, you know, like you, um, I was a bit skeptical coming into the season because of last season. Uh, But, you know, the the more that we understood last season, the more we talked about it, uh, the more I realized it was a personnel issue. And while they didn't bring in a whole, whole lot of new bodies, there were a lot of younger players getting ready for more snaps. Um, and then Ryan Watts has been absolutely massive. You can make a case uh, that he's the defensive MVP right now, uh, not just because of his individual play, but for what he allows the rest of the defense to do. Um, you know, but but in August, I was starting to believe a little bit. You know, our, our uh, reports were pretty glowing about the defense playing better as a unit, um, better, better fundamentally, better tackling, uh, better high, higher IQ, especially at safety in the back end. Uh, and so I started to believe now, you know, part of my excitement after the first game of the season was, you know, getting, getting being able to see what I was hearing uh, for the first time, even though you have to adjust for the level of competition. It was nice to see what I was hearing. If they would have come out and had trouble in that game, I would have had to throw it out the entire month. Um, so I, I think they are playing a lot better. That yards per play is a factor of them not getting off the field, just like uh, Texas yards per play and, and not adding up to a total uh, yardage is not having enough plays on the field. So um, once they start figuring out third down, that's something they're working out every week. Uh, once they start forcing uh, more turnovers, I think you're going to see that defense take another step. But, you know, they've got a lot of good players right now. There's there's a, a number of players are improving their draft stock uh, fairly dramatically, I would say. Uh, and, you know, they're, they're just going to keep getting better as the season goes on. It's going to be real interesting to see that progression. Uh, you know, both sides of the ball should keep in, keep improving. Uh, and I think the uh, coaches to this point have, have deserved the benefit of the doubt that they're going to be able to, to develop this team further. Yeah, uh, we talked about that third down. Uh, percentage it really hurt them uh, mostly against Texas Tech uh, they, they did pretty well against Alabama uh, generally but Texas Tech really hurt them uh, even with almost an, a shutout of a first down except for I think they have one first down or two first downs in the entire second half uh, allowed one or two first downs the entire second half against Oklahoma um, Texas still only ranks number 75 nationally in third down defense yeah so that tells you how far uh, back they were through the first five games. Um, ho- obviously, Oklahoma's offense looked more like a, uh, I don't know, it looked, it didn't look as good as you, Louisiana Monroe's. <laughs> no, they didn't I mean, have a offense to OU at this point, but without Dylan Gabriel, they were, they were uh, armless, I guess. No, no. Not harmless, no. but armless. You know, it didn't take away from the joy and it shouldn't take away from the joy for the fans, but projecting it as some sort of uh, bellwether of what's to come isn't, isn't you know, very smart. So uh, I think, you know, Iowa State will tell us a whole lot more than the OU game. Uh, and then Oklahoma State will tell us probably, you know, maybe even everything we need to know for the rest of the season. We'll see. Yeah, I, it's interesting. Uh, uh, our producer, Matt, came up with a stat. Texas has allowed the second most plays of any team in the country on defense right now. That gives you an idea. 447 plays through just six games. 
so that that shows uh, just exactly what they're doing. They're getting people in third and shorts is what's happening, but that's how teams are playing them because right. they know it's a bend but don't break kind of style that Kwiatkowski likes. But that makes it even more impressive that their scoring average is up around uh, only 18 or so. You know, so that t- that tells you they're tightening up in the red zone. Um, <clears throat> like I said, if they get off the field um, more often on second on on third and fourth down, then it's gonna the defense will take a whole another step and they'll start to look uh, you know almost dominant. But uh, they've got to figure out that underneath passing and they've got to figure out stopping the the quarterback run or wildcat run. Uh, you know, get ready to see Hunter Decker's running the ball this this week. I would imagine. Uh, let me ask you this. Uh, talking about that defensive front a little bit um, of all the positions that seems to be the one that has tightened up. Uh, I, I agree with you on the corners and the safeties too. Uh, it, I say that's the one that the, the defensive line seems to be improving because you see so many seniors, I think uh, possibly getting ready to be drafted now after a good off season. Right. Um, but it's almost like they're working together better. And we yeah. talked about this and Sark talked about it is the communication between the units is much, much better. You see Jalen Ford, instead of being a sophomore out there wondering whether or not he's in the right position, yeah. he's getting the defensive lineman in position. All right. Jaron Thompson is out there, and instead of just being, you know, going to the ball, running the ball, he's actually conducting traffic as well. Um, how much do you think that's that, that extra year in the system has really played a role? Yeah, I mean, it's everything. This is what uh, PK has hung his hat on, is uh, developing the whole defense. Uh, you know, he's always had he's always needed some help merging the secondary to the to the front end, but obviously they figured that out. Uh, the best evidence that the defense is playing better is the lack of big plays. Um, you know, the, they've, they've given up the long run uh, against Alabama, and other than that, there hasn't been any. And, and last year, that was uh, it was chronic. That was happening every week, week in, week out. Um What's the longest pass play they've given up this year? I don't know. I, I don't know what it is offhand, but I, I, I can't imagine it's over 35 yards. So that alone tells you that guys are playing together and playing on the same page because they're, you know, there just aren't the busts that we saw last year. Um, you know, I and if they ran that same play, Alabama did that, that would be shut down for a four or five yard game because even though sweat or uh, not sweat, uh, but Sorrell got washed out, Jalen Ford would be right there. So they're picking each other up. They're playing so much better together. Uh, the defensive line is, is playing the run. Uh, incredibly well uh, I, I have no faith in any any of these teams in the big 12 running the ball on them uh, so I think that that's going to give them confidence and and better allow them to devote coverage to the to the dangerous receivers that we see and, and you know there's another dangerous receiver coming into town this week yeah Xavier Hutchison uh, from Iowa State a, uh, a big time player uh, likely an NFL wide receiver uh, which there are a lot of in the big 12 as, as the horns get ready to face Iowa State this weekend in DKR. Uh, safe to say then, as one final comment on defense, above expectations, meeting expectations are below. Definitely above for me. Yeah, it's, it's way above. Um, you know, it's, you know, I wrote, a, I wrote an article the other day about, you know, these are going to, they're going to have way, way more losses on defense than we ever imagined. You know, that's obviously a good thing, but there, there are guys that were, are going to leave big shoes to fill. Even, you know, 5'10 Jameson, Deshaun Jameson is playing very consistent football. Uh, he's making plays down the field. He's shutting down the post. Uh, he's not he's not getting beat with bad eyes. You know, they, he stood on he, he stayed on that ball where Jake Stoops was obviously looking to throw it last year. That would have been a wide open wide receiver running down the field for a touchdown. Um, you know, these guys are going to lo- lo- leave a lot of big shoes to fill. And that's a good thing. You know, it's going to be something to worry about in the offseason. But right now you love to see it. You know, this is uh, PK's earning his cash for sure. Yep. All right. Uh, next piece. I, I want to say this uh, about Texas as well. 
the the probably the unsung hero at this point a little bit. Uh, and I know this is I, I mentioned it in today's game uh, or in today's article on InsideTexas.com. The crowds at DKR, yeah, they, they've been totally different the last yep. this year than I remember them ever. Right. Um, much louder. Whether that's because the south end zone now uh, is complete, whether that's because of uh, Chris Del Conte's move uh, to uh, uh, the move in the, the the students yeah. and allow them to be first come first serve, or if it's because all of a sudden there's an offense out there that everybody wants to cheer for that looks exciting. I mean, all of those factors could be combined to, to be meaningful. I think the fans are reciprocating the effort they're seeing on the field. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, at, I was at the Alabama game and, and people were going bonkers, but the players were going bonkers too. They were playing their, their hearts out. It was hot. It was, you know, it was, it was, you know, semi-miserable down there. Uh, and, and they were playing their hearts out and they were playing well. So I think people are just reciprocating what they're seeing on the field. Um, you know, I, I'll be I'll be at the game this weekend. It's an 11 o'clock kick. You would think it's a sleepy kick versus Iowa State, but I guarantee it's going to be about as wild as an 11 o'clock kick can be versus that that competition. So uh, the fans have, have been great. It does feel like there's something special on the campus that includes Chris Beard and, and the excitement that he's created around the basketball program. I think uh, I think Texas can learn a lot from how he's fostered interests uh, into the you know cl what's clearly the second sport on campus. Uh, there's a lot more excitement around basketball because of Beard. Uh, and his enthusiasm and, and his engagement. I think Del Conte's done well with that with the students. Uh, obviously, moving the students in, uh, to, in the stadium has made them more robust. They've created urgency for those, those guys to go get those tickets. Uh, the earlier you have to get to a game, the more rabid the fan you're going to get. Um, and that, that plays a part in it, too. You know, you want people fighting over tickets because those are the people that want to get, get in there and yell their heads off. Uh, we're halfway through. Uh, speaking with uh, Eric Nolling, publisher of InsideTexas.com, uh, we're halfway through the Big 12 season, too. Uh, actually, there's more Big 12 games than half left, but we're halfway through uh, the midway point, I guess, of the entire season. Um, and in the Big 12, um, while th that's a, still a lot of games left there, there have been two major surprises to me, and they square off this weekend. Kansas uh, is ranked in 5-1 and at times looked like absolute – I mean, they did. They look really, really good on offense. Yeah. They look better than expected, way better than expected on defense as well. They're just playing a solid brand of ball right now. And the other is Oklahoma. They look hapless on yeah. both sides of the ball on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, whether that was their opponents or what have you. But read this stat that I thought was just absolutely jaw dropping. I mean, people have been playing football. Those two teams have been playing football for 120 years. Read this. Yeah, yeah. Kansas coming to Norman ranked with Sooners unranked for the first time in 112 games dating back to 1903 or as in ever. And that's 27 years before the start of the Dust Bowl over there in Oklahoma. That's that's insane. <laughs> it's It really is. I mean, if you think yeah. about it, that's before – I mean, I don't even know. 36, that's 36 years before A&M won a national championship. <laughs> you're going there, aren't you? You're, you're, you're ready to <laughs> – you're ready to go there. Um, Eric, uh, those two teams, though, the rest of the Big 12, any surprises for you outside of those two? Uh, well, I mean, I'm not I'm not surprised that OU's not that great. Uh, obviously, as, as bad as they are, that's kind of a function of the injuries. But, you know, their defense looked terrible versus TCU, too. You know, I'm not, I'm not really surprised that they're having issues. Uh, Kansas is surprising, sure. You know, um, I figured their, their game in DKR last year was more of uh, – had something to do with uh, Texas than Kansas. But Kansas obviously had some inputs on that. Um, you know, I'm not super, I'm not too surprised about anything so far other than, you know, Kansas playing so well, uh, 
you know, I, I, I kind of I've seen Mike Gundy do this forever, so I'm not surprised that they're off and running it, uh, you know, undefeated to me. He's the best coach in the conference. They're the best team in the conference. I just kind of default to him uh, whenever there's not a clear, really good team. Um, you know, I, the parity in the league is good. There's going to be some teams that finish at the very bottom that are that are going to be, you know, a lot better than they they appear. Uh, so that's why Texas has to, to stay focused. I think Kansas State is probably playing about as well as I thought, maybe even a little better. That'll be a great road game for Texas and Oklahoma State. Uh, Baylor, you knew they lost some players. Uh, they've got a big one on the road in Morgantown on Thursday. I'm looking forward to watching that. I, You know, if, if the Big 12 is like this this year and next year, then it's going to be a good way for Texas to go out because, you know, for all its warts, it has been an entertaining conference. Uh, and this year, uh, you know, there's really not a game that that isn't worth watching to me. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm, I'm enjoying watching Big 12 football probably the most I have since uh, the, the late 2000s. Yeah, um, I, I tell you one that that uh, we didn't mention is TCU. Yeah, um, and you could kind of see the writing on the wall because they hired an offensive coach when that fit an offensive personnel group that's outstanding, right? right? Yeah, you know, the, the surprising thing there, and, and uh, Sanders is doing it too at Oklahoma State. Is Max Duggan is really taking care of the ball? He looks, you know, he looks great, and he he'll run you over. He can run by you. Um, you know, he's a tough competitor. I've always respected him and the way he plays. Uh, you put him in that scheme with those uh, with those offensive talents and it unleashes a better player than we probably realized uh, he could have been. They've got some issues on defense, I think. Uh, but, you know, that they, they've got a big game this week versus Oklahoma State. Uh, you know, like I said, there's there's really no weeks off in the in the Big 12 this season. I know it's always uh, something they say about the SEC, but that's nonsense because you have teams like Vanderbilt, you know, South Carolina. You do have some doormats there. There's not many doormats in the in the conference this year. All right. Um, I want to ask you one more question, but before I do, I have to ask, I have to thank our sponsor. I need to thank our sponsor. Uh, Stay of the program is brought to you by Wix Law. If you've suffered a real personal injury and need to recover real comp- compensation, you need a real lawyer. Call Paul Wix with Wixlaw.com. Wix Law can handle your car wrecks, truck wrecks, or other personal injury claims. Get a real deal lawyer to help when you are really injured. Uh, we appreciate uh, Paul and his sponsorship of this program. Uh, visit Wixlaw.com. Um, last question for you, Eric. Uh, you mentioned during the early part of this show uh, that you could see you originally thought eight and four and possibly going higher than that at this point. Uh, I see Texas at seven and five and eight and four still because I still think they're building. Uh, but I will say this if they get past Iowa State this week and then they go to Oklahoma State and Stillwater and are able to beat the Cowboys in Stillwater, all bets are off with my my predictions. Um, they they win this one and then go up there. It's a, if it's a different story. And I think that uh, I'm not trying to look ahead, and I definitely don't think Texas should be. Uh, but, you know, that, that just changes. I, I think that changes the program's outlook uh, a lot in, in the final uh, couple of weeks here before they get a week off. Yeah, you know, I think Iowa State is a is is uh, Texas is a very tough matchup for Iowa State. It's just it's it's a horrible matchup to be honest with you. Uh, so it's you know you know take out the emotion of it. You look at the matchups and it, it just favors Texas. Now Oklahoma State is is going to be a lot trickier. Uh, obviously, you know, first of all, you never know how they're going to respond on the road. Uh, Quinn Ewers still hasn't really played on the road. Obviously, the Red River game, uh, but you know. Oklahoma State can score points. Uh, you know they, they play sound defense. Um, they've got some weapons. Spencer Sanders is the dual threat. That's going to give Texas some issues. So yeah, that game is going to be interesting. Uh, I'm not sure who I'm going to pick in that one yet. I would rate Oklahoma State as the best team in the uh, in the conference for sure. They they've, they've earned that so far. Uh, 
Uh, but I don't know, man. I think I think they could finish nine and three, honestly. Yeah. All right. Um, I know who I'm going to pick because I've I've jinxed the <laughs> Texas program, and I yeah. I don't think I'm going to pick again. I'm I don't think I'm going to pick for Texas the rest of the year because I am. I, I just am that guy. I'm that superstitious. So all right. Yep. Eric Nolene, uh, publisher of InsideTexas.com. This has been this week's State of the Program. Uh, we'll see Eric again next week, uh, same time, same channel. Uh, for Eric Nolene, I'm Bobby Burton, and this has been On Texas Football.